Maybe you'd like to go to the... Hello and welcome to the Ranger Report. I'm, of course, your host, Rafi, and I'm here with David. Hello. And David, uh, we've we've finished up Green with Evil. We're done with it. Oh, yes. No yes. more Green Ranger stuff. We're moving on to... No new... more Mind Control. No more Mr. Nice Guy. That's right. And, no you know, more Mr. TVE. We're, we're done with all this... whatever how that song goes. We're done with all this Green Ranger stuff. Now we're moving on to a new yeah. two-episode, two-parter... The Green Candle, which is about the Green Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. That's We're fine. We're the Green Forest yet. <laughs> uh, we saw him begin, and now we'll watch him end. It's like it's like any yeah. superhero movie trilogy in the modern era. Yeah, it's, it's symbolic, you know? Yeah, it means stuff. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to talk about both parts of this. Um, I remember, you know, be, when I was a kid and these episodes were coming out and everything... I remember, the, like, I was kind of like, the the cream candle thing was weird to me, I think because, yeah. it, like, because it's a candle, and obviously, when I was a kid, I, I had no idea, uh, what is it, that it was adapted from Japanese footage, and, like, I just thought it was, like, a random-ass thing, like, hey, how do we take away the, the Green Ranger's powers? Uh, a candle. Yeah, I think there's, like, a weird symbolic sense of it, because, like... It's kind of like an... The Greeks had, like, an extinguished torch to symbolize the extinguishment of life, and I think, like, candle kind of fits in that description. Yeah, and I think the candle is also sort of, like, an hourglass, because you can see it, like, melt down and everything. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. And, you know, to their credit, they do explain where the candle comes from. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Because at no, first... I sat there and I was like, oh, Rita has this thing the whole time. Right, because when, when you first saw it, literally the first scene with Rita is like, now I'll use the green candle, and Goldar has a green candle. And you're just like, uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, but the episode opens with Tommy and Zack having some bro time. Oh, yeah, they, they, they sparring. They're sparring. They're, they're talking about chicks. Yeah. They're <laughs> broing out. It's really nice, because up until this point, we've only really seen Tommy interact with, uh, what is it, Jason and Kimberly. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, we, we skip episodes, we do the kind of main story episodes, but um, it's nice to see him interacting with the other Rangers. And it's yeah. also it's also refreshing to have him bounce off a character like Zack, who's so optimistic. Yeah. It's nice. Like... Jason's kind of optimistic, but he's also kind of logical. Right, know? he's like the leader. He has to be kind of stoic about things. Yeah. Um, so as Tommy and Zach are hanging out, we cut back and forth with like Rita and stuff. When Rita's talking about the green candle, I don't know if you noticed this, she uses like a tiny version of her wand and puts it on a map. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, and she's like doing a seance to like find the Green Ranger's location, and it's like... Rita. Does she have, like, the super high-scope telescope thing? Right, she has the telescope. <laughs> also, the rangers only live in one place, and she knows yeah, that. I, know. <laughs> I don't know, that that feels like... I just... have to find Tommy's routine. <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, oh, maybe Tommy, like, left the juice bar and went to a mountain or something, but no. Um, yeah. I, I think it was just a, one of those adaptation things. They, they had that scene, and they had to do something with it. Um... 
When we go back to Tommy and Zach, Tommy's like, or yeah, Tommy wants to ask Kimberly to the dance, but he doesn't know how to. Such a teenage, yeah, such a teenage like, thing. Yeah, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, because like I would never really expect like Rangers to like date each other, you know? What I yeah, mean? it's also such a wholesome issue. Yeah, you know. So Zach is like, let me show you how to ask a girl out, and then like kind of just embarrasses, kind of just embarrasses himself. <laughs> And, and gets He's rebuffed. Like getting really close and shit of, like, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a real goof, that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's not okay now, Zach. <laughs> um, but, you know, he gets rebuffed, he gets rejected, and then fucking Bulk and Skull show up, you're like, oh, f- Zach can't get a girl. <laughs> Have you noticed... Anytime Bulk and Skull show up, whoever is opposite from them will give each other a look like, oh, these guys. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, like, Bulk and Skull do, like, this Dr. Seuss rhyme. They do a poem, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and I don't know why he has, like, put his jacket over his head. <laughs> <laughs> to simulate a rose, David. Yeah, yeah. The poem is about a rose. And then he gets the blooming, the blooming skull. The blooming skull, uh, and and he fucking knocks himself and uh, skull over, and then everyone just laugh. And then Tom, Zach and Tommy are like, "Hey, everyone, gather around so we can all laugh." <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> gather around and point and laugh at them. Yeah. Uh, I love. I love. I know it's like not okay, but like I, I really love that they're just like, "Hey, everyone." Come look at how much of an idiot Bulk and Skull are. It's like lying on the ground. They're like, <coughs> <laughs> oh no, don't laugh at us. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a power fantasy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So later on, Tommy is uh, walking with Kimberly, and they're at the park. And uh, it's a nice park. It's nice that they can go to a location that's not like a set, you know. Yeah. Um. But they're at the park and they're talking, and Tommy's trying to ask her out, and then the, and then the frickin' cock-blocking putties show up. Yeah, they just, they just come out of nowhere and they start, like, overwhelming them and shit. Yeah, it couldn't have, it, the only way it could have been worse is if a putty showed up and asked Kimberly to the dance before Tommy could. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> and Tommy's like, no, I was gonna ask her. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, the putties show up because they're trying to steal... The Green Ranger trying to kidnap him. Um, we got a pretty cool fight scene. Kimberly does fuck all. She has like a couple moments where you see her hit people. Yeah, but I guess it's because Tommy. I wish he would have done more. Yeah, well, I think what it is, is that you know Tommy the Green Ranger. Obviously, he's the most power, like the most popular character now, and yeah. and Jason David Frank already came from a martial arts background, so they want to shoot yeah. as much of him fighting as they can. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it, it kind of suffers for the rest of the characters, but I do like watching Tommy fight because he does all those noises. Hatsakia! Hashia! Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? Later on in Power Rangers Dino Thunder, which was produced by, like, Disney and stuff, they brought Tommy back, and he was one of the main characters. He was, like, the mentor. Um... They told him, like, two things. You can't make those sounds anymore. 
because they sound because they sound too close to like foreign words that might be offensive. Oh, what? Yeah, I, I think they were just covering their bases. I get it, but like what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, show us the evidence, Disney. Um, and then the second thing was like at that point, Jason Jason David Frank had tattoos on his arms because he was doing MMA. So they were like, always wear long sleeves. We can never see your arms. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Um, so, Tommy and Kimberly fight the putties, and uh, the putties win. Yeah, they, 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 they got pretty good. Yeah, they, they, they get their first win, and then Goldar shows up. He's like, now that my minions have done all the work, uh, I'm going to kidnap Tommy. Bye. Yeah, he just kind of reveals the plan. He's like, we're going to take Tommy's power. And I'm like, okay, Goldar, he's going <laughs> to reveal the plot. Using the green candle that Rita has, I will take Tommy to the dark dimension. <laughs> he just sits there like long monologues. <laughs> uh, yes, first we'll kidnap Tommy, Kimberly. Then we'll put him in my dungeon as he washes this candle that Rita made. He, that- had, it all, he had it all this time, but <laughs> the candle's going to take... Tommy's power. And th- yeah. And then, once Rita takes over the world, we're all going to take a lunch break at Arby's. Yeah. God, I love Arby's. They have all the meats. You hear that, Kimberly? All the meats. She's just like, she's like writing everything down. Like, uh-huh, you'll be at Arby's. <laughs> Taking Tommy's power and candle and... Kimberly... Um, Kimberly could have just been like, hey, what's the weakness of the candle? Like, what's your weakness? And he would have been like, oh, I'll tell you. Oh, yes. Of course. Um, Everything for anything for Rita. Yeah. So the the putties kidnap Tommy, and they bring Tommy to the dark dimension. His dungeon. Goldar's like, welcome to my sweet pad. You, you Look can- familiar, Tommy. Ignore the blood on the floor. That's from when I had Jason over. <laughs> it's such a weird set. It's, like, it's just kind of weird to think about that. Like that's like his like room. His domain. <laughs> his domain his, with the fog. His machine. His cave. The fog never leaves. The fog never leaves. <laughs> yeah, his uh, man cave. <laughs> yeah, his man cave with his fog machine. Um. So yeah, he's got Tommy in there, and he's like, Tommy, look at this green candle. Yes, it is literally a candle, and once it burns out, you'll lose your powers. And Tommy's like, no! What? You know, what if, right? Yeah. Because when I was watching it, <laughs> Goldar was just kind of standing there menacingly between Tommy and the candle. Yeah. And I know, like, you know, like, later on, Tommy gets the upper hand, he escapes and stuff. Yeah. But what if Tommy just, like, literally, like, <laughs> rushes Goldar, pushes him to the ground, and just breaks the candle? Yeah, see, I was wondering, how would you, how would you undo that? If you blow up the flame, does that count? Do you, uh, yeah, I, I think, think so. Because so. it's, it's the candle, it's right? specific on, like, um, it melting. Right, like the, like the flame has to run out by itself for it to work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could have like, at least... What if, you know? Yeah, he could have at least stolen the candle and then just, ex- like, is it possible to... No, I don't know if you can... I guess you can cut the wick what off. If, 
What if you farted on the candle? Well, then you just melt the candle on one side with your explosive fire fart. True. I guess you can just cut the wick off. I don't know. There's a lot of questions involved with this candle business. Yeah, much like the sword of darkness. Yes, no. exactly. Um, <laughs> what isn't questionable is that we finally get uh, Finster making another monster. Yeah. The Cyclops. He makes the Cyclops guy. Scott Summers is built from a kiln. Yeah, yeah, it's like the legitimate X-Men Cyclops. Yep, Scott Summers. He's like photoshopped in. <laughs> Gene! Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Wolverine? <laughs> um, but yeah. Is Cyclops. there a young group of heroes that can mentor? And they're like, yes, actually, there is. <laughs> so. So the Cyclops has like a shape-shifting power? Yeah, his original form is like just a white pale guy with one eye. And he has the power to shapeshift, which is like, why didn't they use him earlier? He seems like he has a really good yeah. power. Yeah. But they're gonna. I mean, when I was, uh, I watched the episode after Green with Evil. Yeah. And, uh, Squat and Babu, I think his name was. Yep, those two, yeah. Um, they were making a monster that would please Rita, and they made this a turtle abomination thing. <laughs> It was so bad that it took a bunch of random stuff and he just mixed it into a turtle. Oh god, it's horrible. How came this? The turtle was actually really strong. <laughs> was it? Because, like, apparently it could stop time because it had, like, a street, a traffic light attached to it. Oh, what? So it's like the DC Comics turtle? Jesus Christ. And, um. What was it? And it had, like, a baseball bat. <laughs> and it had, like, a cannon to shoot out, like, baseball. <laughs> Wasn't its name, like, Shell Shock or something? Yeah. And it was actually kind of strong. And I hated the fact that it was just so strong. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a combination of different things, you know. Yeah. Because it trapped everyone in, like, a time stasis thing. Uh-huh. And I guess the only way to undo this time stasis was to find this very specific flower... Oh, for what? And the Yellow Ranger had to, like, do it. By the way... she was also trapped in a fast-forward time loop, and she was just constantly running. Oh. Um, So I'm looking at this guy, David, Shellshock. Yeah. Um, I love him. He... (laughs) He looks like a Ninja Turtles monster. Yeah. I like his big traffic light. What's great, too, is that... So there's Shellshock the monster... And then during Power Rangers in Space, a later season, there's an episode called Shellshocked. I think, yeah, I think you were there when we watched it. It was the Power Rangers in Space TMNT crossover. Yeah. So, both of the things called Shellshocked in Power Rangers are pretty awful. Yeah. (laughs) That seems seems fair. That seems like cosmic karma. Um, Yeah. But, like... This changeling guy has, like, such a good power. Right, he can disguise himself as anything, so they make him look like the Zords. Yeah. Mm. So, he turns into uh, the dragon sword and attacks the city. Goldar (laughs) is there with Tommy, and Tommy's like, I'll stop you, Goldar, and Goldar's like, look, I gotta leave, so I'm gonna use my magic chain powers on you. Yeah, apparently he had that all the time. Yeah, he can just make chains. Yeah, he clearly has been studying it for years, the magic chain yeah, ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the crimson bands prime, are fed. Prime a 
opportunity because he could have done that to the Red Ranger when um, <laughs> <laughs> when he first trapped him. Yep, Goldar uses the Crimson Bands of Ciderac to bond. Yeah, to bond Tom, uh, uh, Tommy up. Um, when Goldar and the putties go out to the city, and the five Power Rangers go out there to fight them. I really like that they, like, this fight scene between the Power Rangers and the Putties is in, like, a destroyed city landscape. Yeah. I like that, because you usually see them fighting in, like, parks or quarries or something. You don't see them fighting yeah. in a city that often. And, uh, the, uh, Dragonzord was, uh, also destroying that warehouse. Yeah. That he comes out of. <laughs> yep, again, they just fucking rebuilt it, and he comes back out and destroys it. I have to assume that the Power Rangers have some sort of technology or some sort of magic that, like, resets buildings after they're destroyed. Yeah. Because otherwise, there's no possible uh, way the yeah. city can even maintain itself, economically speaking. Like, also, like, the thing you were talking about was the dinosaurs. Yeah. Where, like, they were coming out of, like, all reaches <laughs> of the Earth. Right. Like, what? what is the What's the climate like? What's, what's the ecosystem? <laughs> right. They have to have some sort of magic bullshit that just fixes it. Because, like... Yeah. Yeah. There, there's too many questions involved there. Um, <clears throat> so, we get a Megazord fight. Because the Rangers form the Megazord. They fight the shape-shifting monster. Um, so, like... Here's a question I had uh, during the episode. How exactly would Rita get the power is it like when the candle melts all of tommy's stuff just teleports to her or or is it like transferred into yeah, her body uh, i don't know because by the end because, like this seems this seems like so sudden yeah you know what i mean yeah well by the end we get an explanation for where she got the candle and stuff but my question is more like at the end of the two-parter spoilers i guess for the rest of the episode they're able to, like, evade giving Rita the powers by giving the Green Ranger coin to Jason. So, like, is it just that the candle melts down whatever protective force is around Tommy? And so it makes it easier to take the coin from him? That's what I think it is. I don't know. But, yeah, no, but, uh, This is kind of weird. But Tommy is like, okay... This arc is about me, so I need to get out of this dark dimension. Uh, he f he fights Goldar, and he takes his sword, which is, which is I, I was surprised. No one ever takes Goldar's sword. Yeah. And then somehow he knows how to use it in a teleport way. Yeah. To escape the dark dimension. Um, and then he's just like, you'll pay for this, Goldar, and then he disappears. Yeah, Goldar just didn't keep pursuing. <laughs> Goldar is just like, well, I guess you beat me. Goldar was probably so surprised, because Goldar is the one that's used to, like, fleeing in the middle of a battle. So, he's just so surprised that someone else did it to him. Yeah, no, right? He's like, oh, this is how it feels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I've been doing. I get it now. Um, Maybe I'm the asshole. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, at the end of the episode... No, them who was wrong. Yeah, no, clearly they're the ones that I, I shouldn't change. Um, so... Yeah. At the end of the uh, part one, the Rangers are told that if the green candle expires, Tommy loses his powers, and now they're on a time clock. 
and then the yeah. the twenty four countdown logo shows up in the corner of the screen. Yeah, it's probably gonna take like exactly twenty four hours. <laughs> beep boop beep. Or it's gonna be like five minutes, but it's gonna feel like a day. I was gonna say that tall of a candle could probably last like two hours. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I should have some sort of authority on this based on how many candles Macy has in this house. And but so, do you have a magical green candle? Uh, I have one that smells like hot chocolate. Uh, I mean, I think, I think... That's pretty close. I think Tommy has, like, a hot chocolate smell. Yeah, I never, them, you know? I never thought about that. What does the green candle smell like? Yeah, maybe, like, pine. Maybe, like... Dragon? Is it the dragon blood incense? Oh, there you go. <laughs> why can't why can't I buy the green candle? <laughs> so yeah, Hasbro releases a new Tommy toy equipped with a green candle. Yes, please, Hasbro. Go into making a candle. Um the candle does come back, by the way. Oh, shit. Yes. Does it? Yeah, you're, you're going to be amazed by what the candle can do. Green candle, part one, part two, third. The return of the green candle, yeah. Um, so, we get into part two here. Uh, Tommy, Tommy is like, oh man, we got to get that candle. And, <laughs> like, basically Billy and Alpha are going to build a machine that opens a portal to the dark dimension. Yeah. What is that flimsy ass thing? And like, Cameron's like, oh yeah, it just transports your molecules to find the same path where the putties go. <laughs> and they're like, exactly that, Kimberly. And I'm like, oh, what? That's right. I mean, you figure they already know how to teleport, so they must have some understanding of how it works. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> they just like so casually said it too. And I was like, what? Yeah, they're all smart kids. You know, casual molecular degeneration and replacement, (laughs) you know? Yeah, you know, pretty by the books. Um, Yeah. So, uh, Jason is like, okay, we only have one person going to get the candle, so I'll do it. And Tommy's like, Jason, no. And they just have a nice back and forth. I know. Tommy's like, I don't want to risk anyone going in there. Same. And Jason's like... Billy finds himself in there. Yeah, Jason's like, I gotta do this for you, bro. I just can't stop thinking about him. He's just driving me crazy. (laughs) Yep. Um, So, as the Rangers are in the park, and they're setting up their dimensional transporters or whatever, uh, Bulk and Skull are just pretending to be monkeys. (laughs) I laughed. So hard at that because they're literally just shifting through the grass, like crouching, and they're just like laughing. Yeah, they're literally. They just do this. They're acting like children, which is like appropriate, I guess. They're supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, I guess. But like, what teenager would do that? Well, clearly they've been doing that since they were like eight. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, Skull, you want to go play monkeys in the park?" Yeah, okay. You want to waddle through the grass laughing hysterically? Yeah. In my notes, I just wrote down, uh, what is it, Vulcan Skull being Animal Planet. (laughs) And then... Because it is 
It's so weird. It's like, how do, the writers are like, how do we get Bulk and Skull into this goddamn episode? There's literally no room. There, it's all important plot stuff. Where do we fit the absolutely necessary Bulk and Skull stuff? Apparently Bulk and Skull are saying, this is our part. Yeah. Yeah, nerd. this is our turf. Nerds. I feel like if there were anyone else, like if they weren't the Power Rangers, if they were just like like three or four random people that are not those kids, I think they would get this shit rocked. No, I mean Bulk and Skull wouldn't do anything. I know. I feel like they're just offended that it's them. Yeah. This they're is like Ugh, these goody two shoes. We can't play monkey around these. <laughs> we can't play monkeys main around characters. them. These main characters with their weird technology rods. And then and they're like, what are those? It's like, dude, I don't even know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they throw Bulk in a garbage can and roll him down the hill. Mm. Uh, great scene. Absolutely necessary for this episode. The same. You lose nothing, but you gain so much by having that scene in there. I know. So, Jason's going in there and getting the, uh, the candle. He's fighting Goldar. Meanwhile, the shapeshifter is disguised as the Megazord and is destroying the city. So Tommy is like, I don't care if I'm weak. I'm gonna take care of this problem. Yeah, I, I gotta be useful. Here I go. So... And, uh... <laughs> the, he, he does some stuff. Yeah, so the fight is like Tommy's standing on a building using the dagger to command uh, the Dragon Sword. That's how it starts. And it reminded me of, like, do you remember Metabots? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Do you remember Metabots? Oh, yes, Metabots. It reminded that, me was of, a, that was a weird show. It reminded me of Metabots, because Tommy's just standing on the sidelines commanding the Dragon Zord to fight. Oh, yeah. It's robot fighting. I really fighting. got into Metabots. I, had I like feel a, like I had a toy I had, I had a spin-off game, I think, of Metabots. Metabots. That was a good show. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the Zords are fighting... Uh, Tommy hops inside the Dragon Zord and starts fighting back. Now, I like this fight a lot because we know that Tommy's on a timer. Yeah. So, like, there's already a built-in, like, like plot-relevant stress to this fight. Every other fight is like, you know, whatever. We know that the Rangers are going to win. They're going to save the world from this giant monster. You know, it's just a question of how hard they have to fight. But with Tommy... You know... You know, if Tommy uses his powers, right, does the candle burn down faster? I think so, yeah. Because I think they mentioned something like that, because they're, like, really stressing that Tommy shouldn't fight. Yeah, they're like, the more you use your powers, the more it's going to burn down, which I think kind of plays into why the candle lasts as long as it does. Because, mm. like, I'm assuming if he didn't use his powers, it would it would give them a lot more time to get the candle. But obviously that would be sacrificing the city, so. But, um. Yeah. But, you know, he's fighting. Uh, so many Zords are fighting. Because the shape, the, what is it? The, the Cy Cyclops is also transforming into the Dragon Zord fighting mode. 
and it's also transforming into the red Tyrannosaurus sword. Yeah. It is cool. It's a good display of exactly how many, you know, big battling Zords are involved in this show so far. Yeah. So, Goldar and Jason are fighting, and Jason's getting no uh, leadway. He hasn't really improved since his last fight with Goldar. Um, Zack is like, yo, this scene's taking too long, so I'm gonna go in the portal. Oh, say. Because he's like, Tommy's going to get his ass kicked. He needs our help. So, Zach goes in. He's like, hey, Jason, uh, we're leaving. And Jason's like, oh, okay. Same. Jason, get in the car. Y yes, Zach. Jason, get in the time buggy. <laughs> get in the time buggy. Yeah, why did they just use the rad bug? Oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't they, like, come on. <laughs> you can make it work. Squeeze it in, please. Also, I feel I like... Need if, if they just, like, uh, okay, if they just, like, somehow convinced Bulk and Skull to hold the two time rod or the, the portal rods, all five of them could have gone in there, kicked Goldar's ass, and taken the candle. You know, I feel like that would have been a valid point, and also would involve Bulk and Skull. Yep. But, like, I feel like they would mess it up somehow. Oh, they would, absolutely. They, they'd get tired. They'd probably, like, drop them or something like that, or they'd go for ice cream or whatever. They would, like, drop the rods in the water, and then the water from the pond would start flooding the dark dimension. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> can't you just stab them? Into, they look like objects that you just stake into the ground. Right, you could just put them into the like, the lawn and hope that no one touches them. It doesn't look like normal lawn ornaments, you know? Do they look like normal lawn ornaments? I feel like some white mom would have those in her front lawn. If you were walking through a park and you saw these two satellite-ass like rods in the ground, would you not have a question? Uh, well, not my lawn, not my business. <laughs> they could just have, like, <laughs> one of them stand outside with like, a construction hat and pretend it's all, like, legit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just see you teleport away, and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah, nothing to see. Move along here. <laughs> this is official NASA business. I, you know, I completely spaced that they just did this out in the open. If anyone was watching yeah. from far away, they would just see Jason disappear. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a normal day in Angel Grove. Yeah, it's a good thing no one pays attention to anything in this freaking city. I know. That's so weird. So yeah, Zach goes in, picks up Jason under his arm like a plank of wood and walks him out. Um, and so the rangers are able to go help Tommy and they summon, I guess they got this Zord between episodes that, you know, we didn't watch. The Ultra Zord. Oh my god, yes. I I saw this thing and I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's basically <laughs> a big robot Brachiosaurus that turns into like a tank that the Megazord can ride inside of. I feel as though that's a very plot important episode, but it was not involved. It was like, it, sort of like, it wasn't important, David. It was just another toy. No. No. It, it's great too. It looks important. No, no, no. What? Are you? Why are you? What? You saying this giant brachiosaurus that can fit an entire megazord, and when it appears, it causes an explosion, and it can kill monsters with one shot. You think that's important to the plot? I, I feel as though maybe. <laughs> I love that, like, 
when they're doing the animation of the Megazord going inside, it's literally just they're taking the toy and lowering it in another toy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but there's explosions, so it's cool. Yeah, it, 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 it very well felt like a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they used it for more than a minute, I would say, yeah, it's pretty important. But they basically treat it like their super weapon. Yeah. Like... Yeah, so, what is it? They get in it, they blow up the, the Cyclops, um, ending the fight. Yeah, you, like, obliterate, obliterate Cyclops. <laughs> He's like, oh no. Yeah, and then afterwards... Why when, didn't the Cyclops just turn into the, um, the Ultra Zord? Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, because so Why, why hold out? <laughs> Well, because they treat the Ultra Zord, I guess, like a weapon more than, like, a mech. Yeah. And clearly the Cyclops can take, like, forms, but he can't... Like, he's as powerful as the things he turns into, but I don't think, uh... I don't know, I don't think it stacks the right way. Um, yeah, he turned into a Dragon Zord attack mode. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So he could turn into things that are made from other things. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe... I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to spoil the fact that they have the Ultra Zord. Yeah. Um... But it's the ran- yeah, but the Rangers finish the fight, and they go back to the command center, and they're like, "All right, we got to go set up the forks again." But they're out of time. Oh no! The candles run out, and Tommy's losing his powers. So, you know, he he hands he hands his cool stuff. And uh, oh, by the way, Tommy losing his powers causes the dragon shield prop to be made out of foam now. Oh yes. Like, Which is kind of sad. Yeah, like Kimberly goes to put a hand on him, and you can see the shoulder fold. <laughs> How strong are you, Kimberly? Whoa. Power, Power Ranger strength right there. But he's losing his powers, and in order to keep Rita from getting the powers, he gives the coin, the dagger, and the dragon shield to Jason. Yeah, Jason gets upgraded. Yeah, and he's holding the cool... He gets a cool knife and a cool shield. And now he has two Zords. Yeah, it's true. Um, and it, it's funny, too, because it's like the only time you see Tommy in the Green Ranger costume without the shield. Yeah, it looks kind of weird. Yeah, right? It look right. It, like, you know it, it matches the rest of the Rangers, but you're just so used to seeing the shield, it's like, <laughs> it looks wrong. Yeah. Tommy's not complete without his foam shield. I wonder, I, I thought, because they have the, the, the white tiger ranger, you know what I mean? Yeah, later on. I thought, like, Tommy would, like, turn into that. No, they have a whole episode where they have to, like, invent the powers. Oh. Like, the, the white ranger power is created separately of Tommy. Okay. Yeah, they make a pretty, pretty big deal out of it. It's pretty cool. Um, or like, or like, um, who was it? Zordon's like, hey, I got a power coin of myself. He can turn into He's me. the white tiger. <laughs> no, no. Um, or if, or if Zordon was just like, don't worry, Tommy, you can still help us. Here's a gun. <laughs> Kill them all, Tommy. <laughs> Leave none of them standing, Tommy. You know what to do, Tommy. You know what to do. Um, so yeah, uh, Tommy... That kind of sucks that Tommy is no longer a ranger. Yeah. Because, like, 
with what happens now. Yeah, it was so short-lived, and now he's just a guy. Yeah. So, Tommy loses his powers. It It's kind of funny, because, like, he's like, <laughs> man, now I'm not like you guys. And they're like, oh, don't worry, Tommy. You're still one of us. And it's like, it's like that. Is he, though? It's like one of those, we can still be friends speeches. Yeah, you know. They just kind of, like, friend zone him. They, <laughs> the rangers zone him. Oh, Tommy, we can still be friends. You just can't come to the command center or tell anyone our secret or get involved in monster fights. You can't wear green anymore. Um, Your whole identity is now shattered. Yeah, also, does this mean... I know they're not going to do this, but, like, does this mean that Jason can start wearing green and, like, change between ranger forms? That'd be kind of neat. Make him the Christmas ranger. Yeah. Um, so that happens, and then I guess some time passes, um, because we see Tommy doing, like, martial arts at the park, and, uh, I think you said earlier about something about Goldar talking for like hours on end. I want I want this scene to be extended because Kimberly walks up to Tommy and she's like eight feet away and Tommy's like he, Tommy doesn't notice her. He's doing his judo moves and like she's like watching him endearingly and I like I would laugh so hard just watching like a five minute rotation of her watching him just silently moving his body like that. I know. It's just so weird. It's like you're you're not supposed to watch people when they do that. I I know you sh I know you want to because it's in public, but like for him it's normal and it's meditative. And she's just watching like, "Wow, look at him go." He's really he's really balancing his chi. Um so yeah, she sees him doing that. They see each other. Um, Kimberly's like, we miss you, Tommy, and Tommy's like, oh, I miss you guys too, you know, I, you know, I'm still your friend and stuff, and then, and then Kimberly's like, yeah, well, I miss you, and then they smooch, and, uh, I'm pretty sure it's, like, the only smooch we ever get on Power Rangers, yeah, like, ever, like, I think maybe characters kiss each other on the cheek, but, like, this is the only mouth kiss that we ever get? Yeah, I actually kind of like the idea of, like, Tommy and Kimberly getting together. Yeah, well, that's what they do now, because after this point, they're dating. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's super nice, because, you know, Kimberly had a crush on him, and all this ranger stuff was getting in the way of them actually starting a relationship. So... In a way, it's like, yeah, Tommy lost his powers, but being able to focus on himself and being a normal person kind of helped yeah. kind of helped him move into this relationship he really wanted. So like Tommy loses, but Tommy also wins. Yeah. Which is a nice lesson. And then like after kissing her, Tommy's like, Well, now after that, uh, you wanna go to the dance? And she's like, Yeah. Okay. And it's nice. It's wholesome. He, like, he like carries her into the air. Yeah. It's nice. It's, like, you don't, it's just, like, it, I said this when, he, when we did the first podcast, but Power Rangers just has this, like, wholesome energy about it. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, that's the episode. Tommy loses his powers, but, uh, he gets the girl. Vinny gets the girl. Alright, yeah. Good for Tommy. Yeah, man, good on him. Kimberly's a cute girl. Yeah, and like... But that outfit that she was wearing? Oh, that was pretty bad. <laughs> it was the style at it the looked... time. Yeah, I mean, we can see why it didn't really last. Yeah. <laughs> she just looked like a big polka-dotted bag just flowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good to see Tommy, like, on the team interacting with all these different characters, but, like, like resolution for his relationship with Kimberly is, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's great. It really... Because without that, the episode would feel kind of somber because he lost his powers, <clears throat> you know? Yeah, that was... It would leave off on such a bad note, you know what I mean? Yeah, it had a good ending, which I appreciate. Um, yeah. I'm going to consult the uh, the list here of episodes that we're going to go over. Consult the tome. Where is it? Where is it? I had it. Did I get rid of it? I hope I get rid of it. Hmm... I'm gonna search for it. What did you think of this uh, this two parter, David? It was pretty good. It felt kind of weirdly like sudden, but all the Green Ranger stuff felt really sudden because it was just like shifting through like nonstop, like what it feels like filler. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, it was a cool concept. I just didn't really quite catch on how Rita had the candle. Oh, okay, so she got that from another planet. Like, she got the wax from another planet. And then when she had the green power coin, it's like, because like back when she had the power coin, she made the candle in case she ever lost the Green Ranger power. So it's kind of like her back, her backup plan for if she ever lost the Green Ranger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay, so the next episodes that we're going to go over, it's a two-parter called Doomsday. Where I guess the villain Doomsday from the Superman comics comes to Angel Grove. <laughs> yeah, it's a crossover episode. <laughs> oh no, it's the death of Superman, but it's the Power Rangers. Yeah. I think Doomsday would probably... Uh, Doomsday might wreck them. I think so, yeah. I think the Power would. Rangers are kind of ridiculous. They're powerful and they have a Zord, but like, Doomsday killed Superman. Kind of. So, but yeah, that is, uh, the Green Candle Part 1 and Part 2. Um, I enjoyed it. A lot of, still continuing on some pretty good Power Rangers episodes. Um, yeah. we will catch you guys next time with Doomsday. Uh, and, uh, again, thank you for listening. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube. And, uh, we'll, check, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>